Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. Welcome to Fly on the Wall. Today we're talking with Pastor Phil Nauer from Baltimore, Maryland. We've got a great podcast for you today. We're talking about how to manage the expectations the congregation has on the pastor. Let's join the coaching conversation. Man, it's good to see you, dude. How can I help you today, man? Let's jump into it. Yeah, um, expectations. I wanted to just pick your brain on that. I've been in this weird kind of introspective space. I was on a a coaching call with someone from my congregation who's our Celebrate Recovery leader. And he brought this quote to me um, that said, unrealistic expectations are premeditated resentments. And he was asking me, how do I, the pastor, create congregate appropriate and healthy congregational expectations of me? And then what expectations do I have spoken or unspoken for the congregation? And so, you know, I've been a pastor 23 years. I don't know that I've ever thought about it as deeply as I did in that moment. So I wanted to pick your brain. I guess my, what I'm finding is that I, yes, we have a constitution and bylaws at our church that spells out, here's what the pastor does and what they're responsible for, which is also my de facto job description. Probably 99% of our people aren't really aware of what that is. And I'm finding that probably most of our people have a very customized expectation of me, their pastor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I probably also have some expectations of the people. And I wanted to pick your brain, Chris, you know, when it comes for me with the relationship I have with my congregation, how do I, first of all, what should they appropriately and realistically expect of me, their pastor? And then, you know, what should I appropriately and realistically expect of them? And of course, there's follow-up questions to that. Does that change with size? Does that change with the size of the staff? Um, what happens when either party has unrealistic or unfair expectations? How do you bring that together? I mean, you've pastored everything from church plant to multi-site to big and small churches. Maybe you could just help me and help us think through that a little bit. I think usually I only find out what people expect of me when I don't check one of their boxes, right? I find out by stepping on a landmine and uh, you know, I didn't do something they did expect of me, or I did do something that they didn't expect from me. And that's sometimes the only time I find it out. And that does lead to just some bumpiness every now and again. Can you maybe help us clean some yeah. of that? Yeah, that's, I, I love that question. I think that's, that's a, such a great question because, you know, um, I agree with your friend and the statement he made, um, but it's where frustration comes from. It's from unmet and unrealistic expectations or unmet expectations. Both, I think, could be synonymous to some degree, but they're unrealistic, but they're also unmet because they're unrealistic. Uh, and now that creates an enormous amount of frustration. Unmet expectations always leads to frustration. So knowing that, I think, is important. Uh, and I love what they said. I agree with that 100%. The couple of thoughts that I have, um, one is I do, I uh, in no particular order, I do think they change as the, as the congregation gets bigger. As the church grows, it has to change. It's not realistic anymore. Um, <clears throat> what is expected and what people want or what you're able to give uh, and what they're, you know, maybe what they're able to give might change, not change as much as what you're able to give because their, their role doesn't change whether the church is 100 or the church is 2000. Their role is still the same-ish. Yours is the one that really changes. Uh, the one fact that you need to always understand is that by nature, the majority of people will view the church in the size in which they first came. So 
as the church grows, they still view it as this, and now it's this. And so their expectations are here when it's not realistic anymore. So I think there's a realization to that. Uh, I heard a guy recently say um, in some survey, uh, it, literally it was some survey was done on what people expect from their pastor. 16 different things were identified and some biblical guy or whatever, scholar, whatever, took those 16 things and said, they're actually everything Jesus did. So what we do is we say, here's the resume of Jesus, live up to that. <laughs> which we none of us ever will, but it's a funny way of saying they actually want us to live up to an expectation that's not realistic inside of our human skin. Yeah. Uh, and so whatever those 16 things are, I don't know, but I thought it was, I heard a guy say it, and I just, a few weeks ago and I could not stop laughing. I was like, so true. Here's the resume of Jesus. Live up to this, Phil. Um, I think one of the things I think is, is really important. And I heard a guy, I was speaking at, where was I at? I think I was speaking at an ARC conference or something a couple of few years back and we were in the green room and I was chatting with this lead pastor of a large church. He did something I thought was genius in his version of membership. You know, people don't, you know, membership, you know, a lot of people don't do that anymore. Partnership, whatever you want to call the ownership, whatever they call that version in that class, in that setting, what he does is it's pretty interesting. He does this very unique thing. He literally um, talks straight up what you can and cannot expect from me mm. and straight up. And, but he starts it off and I'm not saying to do this, but he starts it off in a unique way. He'll have everybody. He has everybody. Let's say there's 25 people there. He has them all write down on a piece of paper. What are the one or two or three things you're expecting from me? Mm. That's pretty unique. Then mm -hmm. someone gets those while they're doing something else, kind of compiles them into a list of 10. And then he uses that as a launching pad to say, okay, here's the top 10 that came in. Okay, all of these are realistic except for number six and eight. Not going to happen. So now let's go to page five. Page five, I'll show you exactly what you can expect from me and exactly what you should not expect from me. And I just thought, I don't know if I've had anybody ever in all my ministry life ever say that they're that blunt with people joining their church, whatever that means in everybody's context. They're that blunt on what you can and cannot and should not expect from me. Like, and I, when I heard that for the first time, Phil, I thought that's interesting. That's odd. But I also think it's genius. Mm -hmm. Like just say it. Cause this, cause it's a lot easier to divorce before you get married. Yeah. So, you know, if they're not, if they're expecting you to be something that you can't be, let's just get it out in the open now. You know, so he has them fill out the piece of paper, they compile it, then he, then he actually goes to a piece of paper in their little packet, shows them what he can and cannot expect. Then I love this part. And he goes, okay, so we're all clear. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to frustrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's clear. He goes, they all love it. They love the exercise. He told me, he goes, then we flip the page and say, now, what do I expect of you? Mm -hmm. And then he's, he says, once you let them voice it, once you get that clear, once they're like, this is so cool. No one's ever done this before. He goes, then they're ready and prime for you to go, okay, here's what I expect from you. And I, I love that. And I think, yes, clear expectations and yes, to voice them, get what those are, whatever those are. And yes, they will change as, as you grow. I think that packet changes, you know? So do you think, so let's use this pastor and your hypothetical as an example. 
so yeah, he's being clear and he's saying up front, this is what you can expect. This is unrealistic. What we haven't talked about though, is, is there a right or a wrong grade you can put on any of the things that he shares? In other words, is this such a unique church to church, uniquely customizable thing? Or are there any among that absolutes that any pastor worth their salt should say, my congregation should absolutely, regardless our size, expect the following of me. And then I, the pastor, absolutely of my congregation, regardless of, you know, is there anything evergreen here or is this all pretty much person to person, church to church? Because there could also be a situation where the people, you know, the people expect too little of me or I expect too little of myself. And, um, you know, how would you speak to that? That's a great question. I would say, um, I, I, I would say my personal opinion is, uh, and based on just all the coaching and whatnot, I feel that they're, um, expect and not expect, or, you know, that the expect and not expect boundaries or whatever. I do think there are some similarities. Uh, what should they expect from me? Integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, what should they expect from me to be loving, to lovingly tell the truth? What should they expect from me? I mean, I'm just kind of going down. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's any pastor in America where I'm like, no, I don't think integrity should matter for you. Or I don't think right. they tell the truth should matter to you. I think it should matter to all of us, you know, uh, you know, whatever you can come up with that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of us should be that. Um, I do think there are some things that pastors are afraid to say uh, where it's like, I don't, here's another one. I don't, let me be very clear. I will not be at every hospital visit. Right. Do it. I can't be at every funeral and I can't do every wedding. Mm -hmm. And so if you really want me to do it and I can't do it, I I just need to tell you now, um, rather than your feelings getting hurt. So those, I think it's easy to say things like the integrity thing or the, you know, telling the truth in love or, you know, whatever, preaching, preaching, using the word as the source of everything, you know, or whatever, whatever thing, like those are pretty black and white. But then, and, and no one has a problem saying this, like no one's got a problem saying that in their version of membership. But now you start getting into hospital, weddings, funerals. People aren't so gutsy to say that as pastors. No. But you should. I can, there's Absolutely. no way I can be there. Um, if it's a fight between my family's going to win or you, my family's going to win. Mm. Ooh, that's like just letting you know they're going to win. Now, that doesn't mean that I, you know, I don't ever do anything, but. I can tell you this much, if my kid's sick and you're in the hospital, my kid's getting my attention. Uh, now, someone's going to come visit you from the church, but it just may not be me. Like, those are some interesting things to do. And I've done portions of what I'm talking about here. I got to tell you, Phil, people respect it. They respect the honesty and they get it when you talk to them about it. What they don't get is the action without the explanation. Mm, that's good, too. So... Tell them the explanation before the action happens. We, what we do is we do the action and then try to explain it. How about explain it and then do the action? Makes sense. Yeah. And those um, are, yeah. Anyway, so. The, the, group that, the group that you identified in the scenario is you talk to people at your, in your newcomers class or your membership class. You're talking to folks who haven't been there for a good minute. And right. like you said earlier, they don't have a preconceived explanation. They're coming in exactly under those expectations and they might have an easier time because you're communicating, you're not supplanting some existing expectation. What are some ways that as your churches grew and as your 
what the expectations you could deliver on and the way you had to budget your time changed. How were you able to, maybe win over is not the best term, but people who were there who actually had to make some concessions or adjustments to their expectations of you. you know, I can't always, you know, when you're running 10, I'm going to be in the hospital with you. I'm going to, at a couple hundred people, I might not be the one to notice if you were missing for a week. I can't, how were you able to win over some of those people? I think that's one of the challenges I have yeah. is the folks who have been here for some time as we grow. And I can't, you know, I can't, I can't be measured by the same scorecard. I don't have the capacity right. to do the same thing, even though we want to make sure those needs are met right. within the body and maybe by other right. pastors. Is there a way to, to win them on or do they eventually migrate out to a church more of the size that can meet the expectations of they have as the pastor? What have you seen there? Yeah, that's great. So what I'm hearing you say, and I think that's a great, you bring it up. Bottom line is we're setting new yard markers and that's easy to do for people that are new. They're like, okay, well, that's, that's the, you know, that's what it looks like on the field. Right. This group over here is like, well, wait a minute. I've been here for six, seven years and now yeah. you're changing the yard markers on me. Yeah. Me personally, I would suggest that anybody that is facing that or thinking about that, I think this expectation is a great conversation. I think clarity of expectations is great. <clears throat> How do you do it for people that have been there for a while? Here's the way that I, I would suggest do it. I would say reverse engineer the entire thing. So what I mean by that is don't is is create the expectation, create your list, create how it's going to look and all that. Then <clears throat> for your class and then the class, the membership class or whatever you call your membership and then reverse engineer it. Now, what I mean by that is, okay, now you go to your board and you start now you start from the top down. So you reverse engineer it because you're going to go, you're going to start with the end in mind. Then you're going to go to the top. Okay, board, I'm about to present this. I'm not asking your approval that I present this, but I'm presenting this because these new people will accept it easy. This, you're a board and you've been around for X amount of years. It might be a little more difficult for you, but I want you to see what I'm going to be teaching them because us that have been here for a long time, we need to, we need to realize this is what's being taught and we do need to adjust. I think it's a it's a family meeting feel to the board. Then boom, you move down to your leaders and your leaders and your volunteers, bring them out on a night, do your regular dream night or whatever you guys do and bring them in and just say, Hey, I need to have a, I'm, give it out to everybody. This is what we're going to start doing at our, and the reason I'm sharing with this with you is because I know I'm changing the yard markers. I know that. Uh, and I know it's like, wait a minute, we've been used to it being a, for the last six years, I'm most of you are fine. Nobody has an attitude, but I can't introduce something to new people without the older people, not old in age, but although people have been around it for a long time without you guys knowing about it, that wouldn't be right. So I can't teach them something that I'm not willing to teach you. So I'm teaching you what I'm going to be teaching them. I think that family conversation is acceptable. And I think people will adjust. Awesome. I like that about using the language of changing the yard markers and we want, we're aware that for those of you that have been on the field, mm. you're used to the yard markers being where they are. And we don't want you to wake up one day and be surprised, you know? Yeah. So you're leading with the explanation, like you said yeah. earlier. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I also think just tag that in there, like the yard marker thing. I, I think people enjoy uh, the, the transparency and the defining 
what is real, not dancing around it. Just like, let me be straight up. I'm changing the yard markers from what you're used to. Mm. People just like that rather than, you oh, know. Yeah. Like, I think it models leadership <clears throat> principles that they can use at home as parents. They can use it yeah. on the workplace because let's most of us at some point have to change yard markers. Right. You know, with, with kids, with employees, with coworkers, there's just times when the old expectations just have to be revised and revisited. And so I think that that's, that mob, the church can model that for yeah. individuals just with yeah. transparency. Oh, I would do it for sure. One last, if we have time, would I have one yeah. last? All right, one more. Um, let's say you're in a church that is growing and let's go back to your examples of the model where the pastor, the main guy or gal is weddings, funerals, all the high touch personal when right. you're sick or there. How do you help your congregation to receive that same kind of ministry if it does, even though it is not coming from that one pastor? You know, another person in your circle or in your life group is ministering to those needs, another person is ministering to those needs, even though it's not the pastor. Sometimes the pastor still doesn't get credit for that. If, 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 if that makes sense. In other words, you're the pastor, you should be there. Forget about the other 10 people who were there. You were there. How can you help people from the church be willing to maybe say, eat from a different chef, as long as their stomach is still being filled. If, yeah. if that makes any sense, yeah, it does. It does. Because I think for, to grow, you don't want to sacrifice any of these things. Okay. You don't want the pastor to get up and say, Hey, Weddings are unimportant and hospital visitation doesn't right. mean everything. What our, we're trying to do is equip other people within the body to be able to, to meet the needs of more people. But how do you, for those people who are just like, that should only be the pastor. You know, I, I can only eat from that person. How do you help with right. that? Well, uh, again, I think that anytime you're shifting culture, um, culture always goes top down in out. It always does that. So top down being it always starts at the top and flows its way down in out being it starts at the center of the church and moves its way out. So this is a culture change for you. That's really what you're changing. You're asking for a culture shift. So you got to go top down in out. So top down and out is I got to get the board and I got to get the leaders to see this. Then I got to move from the board to the leaders, to the volunteers. And then once you, honestly, once you go board, leader, volunteers, and then you're just teaching it on your regular version of membership, you're fine. But I think you, you do it in family discussions and you talk about things like the body of Christ, Paul raising up Timothy, um, the, the eye doesn't say to the, to the ear I, or foot or hand or whatever, I don't need you, all that. You bring all that in and, and, and have the teaching moment that guys, we're going to have to be people that can accept um, the teaching, the encouragement, the visit, whatever it is from someone else, or otherwise we're not, we're failing at the body of Christ. Uh, we're failing at the body of Christ. And this is maturity when we understand and appreciate the other person's gift and how much we need each other. Wow. If we do not do that, um, we are, we're failing. And so again, back to the, the expectation thing, start at the top and work your way down. 
Um, and I would include that in that conversation of expectations. I would include the conversation of here's what we're teaching in the new membership or whatever the version is or whatever you want to call it, that, that, that we're teaching this expectation and here's what it looks like and here's what I expect from them and here's what they should expect from me. But also, I would put a third expectation. Okay. And I'm just thinking out loud, literally just came to me, <laughs> just thinking out loud here. Uh, so what do you expect from me? What do I expect from you? What should you expect from each other? That's good. Yep. 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 There's that third. Now that, now that just becomes an expectation conversation. It's not a second subject. You got to accept someone going to visit you in the hospital. That's a, don't create it as a separate subject, create it as three levels or three, you know, whatever pillars. You can't, you cannot have a lesson with only two points as a pastor. You yeah, no, no, there's no way. If you so can all the start with the same letter, that would definitely really hit home. <laughs> But I, I think if you do that, it, yeah. it doesn't create two separate subjects. No. It creates one subject. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's going to go, oh, what we should expect from you. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what you should expect from us. Yeah, that makes sense. I would do it in that order because once yeah. you get the, what they expect from you, that's all they care about anyway. Then you go to the second one. What, <laughs> what do you expect from them? And then what we expect from each other. Then you just do the body of Christ, the whole eye, foot, hand thing. That's all I would do there. And uh, I think they'll, that ec- really it's an expectation conversation is really what it is. And that's all you're having with the board, the leaders, the volunteers. Love it. But I love that you brought that up. I think that's a powerful, powerful subject for this podcast. It, it's been a great podcast because, um, man, h- how many conversations do we have of people left the church, you know, not just your church, just, just a buddy of yours in whatever state, you know. Someone left the church because they were upset about blank or the pastor's frustrated with the people about blank or they're frustrated with their leaders. When it's all said and done, the expectations have been drawn out. Right. So draw them out. <laughs> and if you draw them out, you might save yourself a lot of heartache. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever I just have found kind of the common thread is whenever I bump into somebody in my ministry that's either disappointed or they're dealing with some resentment, 99 times out of 100, there was an unmet expectation somewhere. They just expected something to go in a way that it didn't from somebody. And that the lingering result is that. Yeah. So this is, this is it, super yeah. helpful. Yeah. And James was in James one, I won't quote it right, but in James one, he says, uh, where to, where do all your uh, struggles and arguments come from and quarrels come from? They, they come from the desire within you want something. And I think in the message says, not you get it. Yeah. That's, that's, get core. that's right. Yeah. 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 And uh, what, what is that? It, it, that's just really, it's just expert or it's just talking about in James, it's you're, you have an expectation. It's not being met period. And uh, once those expectations are clearly defined, just get them out in the open. It'll save yourself. Absolutely. But, dude, this has been a great podcast. Thanks for being on. And, and uh, as always, dude, I'm here to serve you and love hanging out with you. Much appreciated. Thank you, Chris. All right, dude. Have an awesome Bye. day, buddy. We'll see you, you man. Too. All right. Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.